now, you're catching up with Peach. Hey, hey, you're back catching up with Peach. And no matter what time you're choosing to catch up, I'm glad that you're here. For clarity and continuity's sake, it is Tuesday night. And I just have to say this right off the top. I made my outline this morning of everything I wanted to talk about. And then I just reviewed some stuff tonight before I hopped in the studio. And when you know, like, it feels like I had five, six, seven, ten things to add to my outline. We love sports. They just change on a dime. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Okay, so what are we talking about this week? NFL conference championships are set. We have some emerging stars at the Australian Open and some stars that are living up to their legend status. We have some records to talk about, kind of on the basketball department. Oh, and Major League Baseball spring training starts next month. I know. I, I'm. The, it's okay if I'm the only one counting down the days to that. I can live in the nerd camp. It's fine. Well, let's not waste any time. I don't anticipate camping out in one place for too long, but I, I shouldn't make promises I can't keep, right? Okay, well, the lineup stays the same. Football first, then basketball, then baseball, hockey, and we will finish, of course, with the Misfits. So without further ado, here we go. The only note I have to give you in the college football world probably is like half college, half NFL. Do you know what I'm gonna talk to you about? Okay, Jim Harbaugh, head coach of Michigan currently. He was supposed to interview again with the LA Chargers today, which is an NFL team. So I was talking to a Michigan fan this past weekend and they think he's gonna stay. I think he's gonna stay, but we don't know for sure. So that's my college note, but it's kind of an NFL note. So let's jump to the NFL. All right, those conference championships are set. Again, a AFC championship and NFC championship. So the only upset really that we had, and, and you don't think of upset too much when you talk about professional sports, but as far as these teams, and they are ranked. So we started with 14 teams as a reminder in the postseason here in the NFL. And now it's down to four teams. And then the winners this weekend will play in the Super Bowl in two weekends. So yes, I think I said that last week, scheduling note. So conference championships this weekend, then we have the Pro Bowl next weekend, and then we've got the Super Bowl. Believe it or not. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the Ravens are hosting the Chiefs and then the 49ers are hosting the Lions. The Like I was getting ready to say before I so rudely interrupted myself, the Kansas City Chiefs are the only team that kind of had an upset. The Buffalo Bills were hosting. So the teams that have the higher seed, they host and the Chiefs beat them there. So... Okay, let's go ahead and talk about some of the coaching stuff going on in the NFL. So Mike McCarthy staying at Dallas. You probably saw my opinion on that by now. I won't camp out there. Um, it appears Nick Sirianni is safe in Philly, but his staff isn't. It does. He's a couple, a couple supporting roles have now, they're not in their supporting roles anymore. We'll just put it that way. I am going to toss a couple other names at you. And full disclosure, I'm learning some of these names right along with you guys. So Brian Callahan, the Bengals offensive coordinator, is supposed to be heading to Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Um, Antonio Pierce has been hired at the Las Vegas Raiders. He took over the job partway through the season. And so he's going to just be staying there. They like what he did. Los Angeles Chargers, not sure yet. Seattle Seahawks, not sure. Atlanta Falcons, we don't know. Carolina Panthers, to be determined. There is the question, is Mike Rabel 
going to go to Tennessee. Not really sure. Oh, real quick, I'm saying this out of order, so forgive me um, because I just talked about the coaching carousel, but now I'm going to jump back to what we're looking at this weekend. So again, as a reminder, Ravens and Chiefs, 49ers and Lions. I'm not sure. (laughs) You know, he asked me, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? I could go with the safe bet and say the, the Ravens and the 49ers. But I don't know, right? I mean, the Chiefs just kind of find another gear in the postseason, wouldn't you say? Uh, But a couple injury notes. Debo Samuel is like 50-50 on whether he's going to be back for the 49ers. And then Mark Andrews with Baltimore tight end. We saw him on the sidelines this weekend. Is he going to be back? Both of those guys are really key and can make a huge difference for their team. So we will see. But that's all we got for football. Let's talk a little basketball. NCAA men's side of things. There's an extra smile in my voice, isn't there? I can't avoid it. Um, Let's go ahead and give you the top five. Things are ever-changing, but it kind of feels similar to last week. UConn's still at number one. Purdue at number two. North Carolina jumps up to number three. Houston at four. And number five, Tennessee. So Kansas drops out. They lost to West Virginia last week. But don't count out Kansas. I I think Kansas is a team that's going to be you know, in the top five, out of the top five, in the top 10, could drop out of the top 10, but they had a really good duo, Kevin McCullough Jr. and Hunter Dickinson. Hopefully the name Hunter Dickinson sounds familiar to you from a name to know a few weeks back. But I got to recognize North Carolina had some really solid performances and also RJ Davis, a career high 36 points on Monday night against Wake Forest. Um, North Carolina just looks good. A lot of these teams look good. You can make an argument for so many of them. Also, Purdue, Zach Eady, heading into tonight's game. So Tuesday night, they're going to play Michigan. He has had three straight games with 30-point triple doubles. So that means he's scored at least 30 points, and triple doubles is wrong. Let me correct myself real quick. thought I was talking about Caitlin Clark or something for a second. No, hold on. Um, So he's had 30-point double doubles. So again, just as a refresher, triple a triple-double or a double-double, We'll start with double double. Um, just double double animal style. We're not ordering an In and Out burger. No, we're not. Okay, let me get back on track. So a double double is when you have double figures in both points and rebounds. A triple double typically is when you see double figures in points, rebounds, and assists. Another category you could add would be steals or blocks, but you don't typically see double digits in those categories. So um, I made that a lot longer and harder than it needed to be. But anyway, I was talking about Zach Eady, reigning national player of the year with the Purdue Boilermakers, had three straight 30-point double-doubles heading into Tuesday night. We'll see if he can make it a fourth straight. So, all right, that's the men's side of things. Jumping over to the women. We're always talking about Caitlin Clark, but they did get upset by Ohio State. So Iowa lost to... Iowa lost to Ohio State. That's harder to say than I anticipated. And one thing you may see is that the fans rushed the, you know, huge upset. The fans rushed the court, stormed the court. They rushed the field. We see it all the time in college sports. But there was a fan that collided with Caitlin Clark. And they're saying, hey, it's dangerous when that kind of stuff happens. So you may see something about that. Overtime game on Monday. Switching gears now. Um, UCLA and Utah. It was 72-72 at the end of regulation. And then the final score, Utah won 94-81. So that's almost 20 points in overtime. Huge upset there uh, for Utah. 
And then we had talked about it before. Tara Vandeveer, head coach at Stanford. She now has sole possession of the most wins in NCAA hoops history, currently sitting at 1,203 at the time of this recording. There is a link if you want to know a little bit more about it. And I'm sure that number is just going to keep growing. She passed. She surpassed or passed Coach K, a well-known coach on the men's side of things with the Duke Blue Devils. But before I leave the women's side of things, South Carolina at number one, UCLA at number two. Now, granted, that ranking was given to them before they lost Monday night, so it'll be interesting to see what next week looks like. Colorado at three, K-State at four, Iowa drops down to five. Okay, in the NBA. For the fourth time in NBA history, we had two players on Monday night. I'm telling you, there's something about Monday night, right? RJ, RJ Davis has a career high. We got the overtime game. And then in the NBA side of things, two players have 60-point nights the same night. So Cat, which is Carl Anthony Towns with the Minnesota Timberwolves, had 62 points even even though they lost to the Hornets. And then Joel Embiid, 70 points, which is the most in 76ers history in one night. He surpassed... Um, Wilt Chamberlain's record of 68. A couple other things. Uh, tonight, Tuesday night, it's supposed to be the Battle of LA, L- the LA Clippers and the LA Lakers. LeBron James is going to miss that with an ankle injury. And then one of the notes that just came out this evening for me would be Tristan Thompson with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is going to miss 25 games. NBA handed him a 25-game suspension for violating their drug policy. Okay, one thing that kind of feels like last week's news, and it is sad, um, and I am just now kind of catching up on what is happening. That was no pun intended, but it happened. Um, Golden State Warriors assistant coach, and I'm going to look at my notes to make sure I get this name right. Um, Maloyevich. Okay. Maloyevich, um, Dehan Maloyevich uh, had a heart attack. He's an assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors, had a heart attack last Tuesday night and suddenly passed away on Wednesday. Um, Steve Kerr said it is the most heartbreaking thing he's seen. The Warriors had postponed two games. They are supposed to return to the court Wednesday night. Um, but that's just that's just tough. I never like talking about stuff like that. Um, the team is excited to, to be back together to honor him. Um, but yeah, so we will we will see what happens there. We'll follow along with that. But obviously, I have a heavy heart for the Warriors, for just the NBA in general, and then obviously for his family and home nation of Serbia. So um, they call him Deki. Uh, that's what Steve Kerr has said in his interviews, um, Deki. So Milojevic, uh, thoughts and prayers there. And that finishes basketball. Sorry to end on a sad note, but uh, I just kind of felt like that was the biggest thing to talk about. Um, but yeah, okay. Let's move on to some baseball talk. Yeah, I mean, I really could only get away with one week. Not talking about baseball. You know I had to bring it back. No, okay. Just a few things. I talked about it. Spring training starts February 22nd. And I believe I will double check on some things before I get this to you. But I believe we have a couple more rule changes or just tweaks to what we saw last year. They were successful, the rule changes. Um, but we will see what happens. Aroldis Chapman is signing with the Pirates. Uh, he, in his prime, was an ace pitcher primarily I think of him with the Yankees, but now going to be with the Pirates. And then James Paxton, he's a pitcher as well. I want to say he has a checkered past, but that makes him seem like he's sketchy or shady, and that's not really it. He's just bounced around to some different teams, dealt with injuries. He has signed a one-year contract with, oh, can you guess? Oh, the L.A. Dodgers. He did have a really good year last year with the Boston Red Sox, so another good signing for the Dodgers. Did I tell you they're building a super team? They're building a super team. The Hall of Fame was announced tonight as well, Tuesday night. So uh, Adrian Beltre, 
Joe Maurer and Todd Helton are the three inductees into this year's um, MLB Hall of Fame. So congratulations to those guys. And I kept it short and sweet in baseball. Aren't you proud of me? Only a couple notes in hockey as well. Patrick Roy won his debut as the head coach with the New York Islanders. Shane Pinto with the Ottawa Senators had an assist in his return to the ice after missing 41 games. He had a 41-game ban for gambling. So welcome back to the ice. And then Patrice Bergeron, who is a legend with the Boston Bruins, still gets on the ice and skates and has some people excited, but he has confirmed he is not returning. Not about to pull Tom Brady on us. Uh, But that's what we got in the NHL. So let's wrap up with the Misfits. And I will tell you a little heavy emphasis on tennis because we've got the Australian Open. But first, a couple notes in soccer. The U.S. men's national team lost lost 1-0, excuse me, to Slovenia in a friendly. They are playing in Paris. Um, the U.S. men's national team, along with the women's national team, will be in Paris. And this is the first time in 16 years that the men's side has actually been at the Olympics. There's a link if you're curious about that friendly um, just some young faces trying to get some time, and Coach Greg Burhalter is hopeful that that will be a motivation for them. And then there's a lot of names missing from the January camps and from that roster that we saw at the World Cup. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm excited. I can't. We get more soccer. We had women's football last year with the World Cup. We get more soccer this summer with the Olympics, along with everything else. Oh, I'm about to get ahead of myself. Let me rein it in. Sam Mewis. U.S. US Women's National Team decorated star for them is announced her retirement. And if you want more about women's football, Spiel Tag Sideshow, my brother and I are talking about. We had the second episode come out on Tuesday. So if you want more of that, more of a conversation style, again, I'll remind you we have that going on. But Sam Mewis retiring, and it's not really... Uh, unexpected. She has been dealing with some knee injuries, but still a name that we've known and loved in the women's football uh, department for a while. So congratulations to her and wishing her the best in her retirement years. I do believe she's doing some podcasting stuff as well. Okay, tennis, Australian Open. On the women's side of things, we are in, so where we are right now at the time of my recording, Thursday night night follow-up, whether you're watching on TikTok or Instagram, I will have some updated news for you. But for me right now, we are in the middle, like finishing up some quarterfinals, talking singles here finishing up some quarterfinals in the men's and women's side of things and getting ready for semifinals. So no Iga Shviatek. I feel like I say her last name different every time I say it. Forgive me. Elena Rabakina is not in it anymore, but we do have one semifinal set for the men and one for the women. So Djokovic is in after beating Taylor Fritz again Monday night. There was just something about Monday. Uh, Djokovic and Yannick Sinner are in the final for the, or excuse me, the semifinal one. And then on the women's side of things, we're going to get to see Coco Goff and Arena Sabalenka face off. And we're still awaiting the other two matches. This is the first time actually that two Ukrainian women have reached the final eight in a major. So just a fun, there's, there's your back pocket nugget. I always got to give you one. Okay, I have something to tell you in golf. We love it when that happens. And I have to give a special shout out to my sister because uh, she put this in our family group chat this morning. I said, hey, thank you. Just in time for my podcast tonight. So thank you, Darby. Nick Dunlap, a 20-year-old sophomore at Alabama. For the first time uh, since 1991, he is an amateur that has won a PGA Tour title. So he finished 29 under par at the American Express um, uh, American Express tournament 
Uh, so there's a link if you want to know a little bit more. He was supposed to compete again, but he's going to take some time away and decide whether he wants to stay an amateur because like the purse, they call it the purse in golf. It was like $1.5 million. And because he's an amateur, he didn't get to take that home. So it's something to consider when you go out and win. So first time since 1991, we've seen an amateur win, um, a PGA championship. Excuse me. See, the hard part is when I say PGA championship, that's like an actual tournament title. So, you get what I'm trying to say. Let me not make this more confusing. But if you want just the extra nugget, the last time an amateur won, it was a little somebody named Phil Mickelson again back in 1991. So congratulations to Nick Dunlap. I'm curious to see what will happen now with him. Okay, that does it. I thought I was going to keep it short and sweet, but here we are. So there's just too much going on. It's just so fun. There's nothing like it. And it, it's at this time that I need to just address the elephant in the room. I realized that my episode titles are song titles. And uh, if you pay attention, there's a heavy emphasis on country music there. And uh, I'll wear that. Grew up in the South. Love my country music. Trying to mix in some other stuff. But uh, you love what you love. And I love sports. And I love hanging out with you guys. As always, thanks for being here. And I will look forward to being back here with you next week. Same time, same place. Thanks so much for catching up with Peach. <laughs>